Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. Oh, there's nothing complicated here. It is Wednesday night in the DMV. My name is Joe. This is Defeating the Curse, DTC. For everybody that is new to the program, you can find us on every social media platform, every podcasting platform. Thank you for riding with me. Also joining me today, my boy 20 is back on the show, and it's fitting that he's back on the show because... I think we're going to start with a discussion about Monday Night Football and the Rams and the 49ers. And for those that don't know, 20 is a longtime 49ers fan. Nobody really knows why, because he's from the DMV. My guess is, I, I mean, are, are you a are you a 49ers guy because of Joe Montana or is it Steve Young or is it Frank Gore? Like, I, I'm not I'm not sure. When, when did you turn on to the 49ers and why are you still a 49ers fan? Oh, man. Uh, first of all, that's a great question. But I just want to say I love that intro. It gets me so hyped every time I hear it. Um, so the reason why I'm a Niners fan is because when I was growing up, my cousin used to love the Niners because of Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Um, and so I just kind of hopped on that bandwagon with him. And ever since then, I've just been, you know, a Niners fan. And we've had some great years and some horrible years. And I've seen them you know, lose two Super Bowls and, you know, uh, like one couple years ago. So, yeah, it's been it's been up and down. But, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what, what's going to happen next. I'm excited about Trey Lance. And I think we're in a good position with him. I'm oh, glad thank we're God you brought up him. Trey Lance because I, I thought for a second there you were going to pivot and tell me how Kaepernick should still be in the league. But hopefully that's not where <laughs> you were going with that, right? No, I'm actually not. no, no, no. I'm actually one of those guys who uh, was. I saw his his downfall. He was not as good as as people think he was. You know, no, he was terrible. End. He was terrible. Yeah, Just call was, a spade a spade. He was terrible. He got outplayed in the final in his final what four, five, six games. He threw he threw like four times more interceptions than touchdowns. He he. I mean, he had lost a step. He went vegan. He lost all his weight. He couldn't. He had no accuracy downfield, and he ultimately got run out. He lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. So like. Anybody who's doing still doing that Kaepernick bit like seven years later that he can just step in and be better than than Jared Goff or insert quarterback here. I mean, look, Jared Goff is not I, I don't know how much longer he's going to survive in the league. I saw some crazy stat that he's he's like oh fifteen and one when he's not coached by McVay or something something to that something crazy like that. I mean, he hasn't won a game in a long time. And if you take out the run with McVay at the helm of the Rams, I mean, golf is just hasn't been very good for a long time. I mean, basically for his entire career, with the exception of the McVeigh years. But I don't want to talk about the Rams. Actually, I, I want to focus on the 49ers. We can talk about this just a, for a little bit here. That game was very, it was very odd. I mean, the Rams opened up, and it. I mean, we can talk about the OBJ effect and the Diva effect. First play, offensive play. You know, the Rams basically forced the ball. Stafford. I mean, McVeigh called a play, and Stafford forced the ball towards. Odell and even on the broadcast, I, I mean, I think everybody's watching the Manning Brothers broadcast at this point. I don't know who's still watching <laughs> yep, the legacy yeah. broadcast, right? But even they called it out. It, you know, uh, he, maybe he gave up on the on the route, or you know, maybe he got confused. But you know, that was a pick to start the game, and the Rams really never recovered. And the 49ers, to their credit, I mean, you say what you want about Shanahan, he's not a he's not a very creative offensive play caller. Maybe that's the limitation of the weapons there, but uh, at least right now, the healthy ones. But they just they just kind of beat the Rams into submission from the jump. I mean, 14 in the opening frame and then, you know, seven and then another 10 or so, I guess, uh, you know, after the break. But they they just dominated every facet of the game and the Rams just couldn't find the rhythm. How much of that game did you watch? No, I watched the whole game and uh, our defense came out strong and I, and I love... Don't do the know. hour bit, okay? You're not, you're, they're not hour. <laughs> That's my team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but... Uh, the 49ers are a weird team. Like they're four no, and five, and yeah, they they. I mean, but you know the what? Vikings, two teams I can't figure out, man. Like they're both are both. I think are better than their records. Definitely, the Vikings yes. are better than their yes. record. But the 49ers might be better than their record too. 
Yes, uh, I mean, they definitely are. But you know what they did that I, I saw that was very impressive is they just ran the ball down their throats and they said, stop us. And the Rams had no answer to stop the run. And on You're top right, of which that, is surprising because the Rams have a, a solid and sound defensive unit, especially that, that right. front. It's very similar to what happened in Washington. You know, Tampa yeah. has a dominant defensive unit. And, mm-hmm. you know, Washington wasn't very effective at a yards per carry uh, you know, if that's the metric you're using, then they didn't look very good. But they just, especially that last drive, I mean, that, that last drive, I mean, we're sitting here three, four days later, and I'm still thinking about how, how did the WFTs manage, you know, a 10-plus minute drive to ice Brady and basically close out the game? I, it's just so odd. It, it, it's just something that didn't, it didn't fit on Sunday when we saw it in, in real time. And the way the 49ers came out against the Rams on Monday night, it didn't fit either. And you got to think some of that is the diva effect of you know you got the new shiny toy and you want to you know he wants to prove people wrong and McVeigh wants to show that he can win with anybody but McVeigh just cut one diva and then signed another and I don't understand that move either no I mean to, to yes to your credit they they wanted to get him involved in in the game early and OBJ just one of those guys that you know he wants the ball every single play and also, you know, you're putting in a new guy and then you Woods is out, right? And so you put in this new guy who I don't know how much of the playbook he's actually learned or knows really well. So I'm sure they just ran a couple plays that he knew and they wanted to give him the ball, make him feel special. And when you force it, you know, that, that's not going to end well, you know, but their defense to me was a, a, a bigger story of just, they just could not stop the Niners run. They couldn't do it. And it was like we all knew what they were going to run every single play. And you saw how much, you know, they were running the jet sweep or, you know, all the motion um, before the snap. And it, it was crazy, like, how they couldn't figure out how to stop them. Um, and then Garoppolo, to his credit, made passes when he needed to. And it kind of reminded me of, you know, the WFT game. I was actually there live and I watched it. And um, I was watching that last drive and they used, you know, like I thought to myself, like they're using Gibson a lot more, which thank yep. God, because th- he's 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 a beast. Honestly, he's he's a he's lot versatile. Better. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife. Very much he's, so. he's being, you know, I, I've killed Scott Turner. I, I'm done killing Scott Turner at this point because I think I think he can do more with what what he's got at his disposal but mm-hmm. you're right i mean gibson had a complete game i mean again the numbers weren't tremendous from a yards per carry yards after uh first contact etc um you know and, and heineke leaves a lot to be desired but you know there is there is something there like if you it's an interesting comparison or you you mentioned you know jimmy g like jimmy's not going to beat you with his with his legs right he, he can move around a little bit but he's not going to go run for run. 40 yards right it's just not his game Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's been questions about the, his arm strength, but he's been able to identify defenses and kind of th- there's there's some there's positives there, right? And Jimmy G's going to be one of those names, I think. Uh, you know, come postseason and free agency, he's likely not going to be a 49er next year, and and he's probably going to be on the short list of retreads that every team that thinks they've got a shot or is looking for a stopgap until they draft their next guy. He's probably going to be on everyone's list, right? Including probably the Washington football team. So, mm-hmm. is he the guy that you want? I, I don't know. Like maybe not long term. Is he better than you know half of the other starting quarterbacks in the league? He's probably right in that mix. You know, somewhere in that mix. You know, about about you know I don't know fifteen ish somewhere in that range. Yeah, but you got to think the 49ers at four and five. They're thinking if we can squeeze out a couple more, maybe sniff the playoffs. It'll be a successful season, and then we see what we got, you know, moving moving forward beyond that. I mean, they get they've got some interesting pieces there. Shanahan, I don't know. Like you follow the team a lot closer than I do. Is is there a hot seat there? I mean, is it getting a little warmer, or is he safe for a while? Given the the injury history that's kind of plagued the 49ers for several seasons now. No, no, he's safe. Mind you, this is a brand new defensive coordinator. We just lost Robert Saleh to the Jets, who's doing. Uh, very uh poorly by the way um so it's a new defensive coordinator you you still have like you said a lot of injuries and the thing about you know you just drafted a new quarterback and the thing about garoppolo like you mentioned he's mediocre at best you know watching him play for a few years now he's not that great you know he's he's up there in my opinion with heineke they're both just mediocre at best and watching them play that their game has a lot of holes in it you know 
Um, yeah, I mean, Heineke, they hold on Heineke, to the ball. Anybody too long. who thinks that Heineke's a long term answer is not hasn't been watching, you know, right. football this season, right? I mean, it's it was a pipe dream coming into the season. In reality, he's going to be a very serviceable backup um, mm-hmm. at an affordable price, probably here in DC for a, for a long time. I think Kyle Allen is the, the ultimate, you know, loser in this uh, kind of QB sweepstakes. You know, but they're they're starter next year. The WFT starter next season is likely not on this roster, right? And that's 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 different, right? Than the 49ers. The 49ers have their starter on the he's on the roster, and he's going to be the starter. I mean, Trey is going to be the starter. Yeah. So it's just a different scenario when you have what you think is your long term guy versus not having the guy you think is your long term guy versus having the actual long term guy. Right. And it is right. that's the parody in the league. Like you either have a quarterback or you don't, or you think you do. And and those are kind of the three buckets that everyone's in, right? The, the, there's a two, three, four teams that say, This is our guy, and we're fine with this, and we're gonna be fine for several seasons with this guy. And we can win with we can win a Super Bowl, contend and win a Super Bowl with our quarterback. Then the next bucket's a little bit bigger, right? You go from four teams maybe to six teams that think they have their guy, either you know, he's, he's currently starting or on the roster. And then the other 20 teams are looking for that guy. So the WFTs are going to continue to look and, and we can talk a little bit about the game that's coming up here or of interest here to, to us in DC. I mean, we got the, the football team traveling to Carolina to face, uh, to face Cam Newton, ironically, and the Carolina Panthers. And and it's an interesting game to, to think through as well. Like, and I, and I, you know, I brought this up, uh, I think on, on, on Monday show, Carolina is currently paying Cam Newton's replacement and the replacement's replacement, and now they're paying Cam Newton to replace both of those replacements <laughs> and himself. <laughs> like they right. are, they are in a salary cap just toilet of swirling poo when it comes yeah. to the amount of money they've got tied up to the quarterback position. And and you know I'm I was never on board with the let's bring Cam in DC or anywhere. There's a reason that he kind of just that, that Belichick didn't want him, and there's a reason he wasn't re-signed or signed by anyone else in the league. And mm-hmm. you know that whole bit. I don't know if it gets under your skin. It definitely gets under mine. Like he's he he ran the ball in from two yards out, and he's screaming at the camera, "I'm back!" Like <laughs> I, I mean, it just can it, like if he could just get out of his own way. Yeah, maybe then people like would see him in a different light. I mean, he's talented. I'm sure like you, you've got to account for his legs when you get close to the goal line. But mm-hmm. I don't know if his ball's got any zip on it left. I, I don't know if he's really, you know, elite. No, he's, he's, I mean, he's not an elite level quarterback anymore, but is he, no. is he at 15 to 20 ish range? Is he, is he that much better than Taylor Heineke? Is he going to be able to win the game for Carolina? I, I don't think so. I think it's, well, you know, no, it's funny you mention that because what spoke volumes to me is when we had the chance to pick him up and Ron just passed up on him completely, knowing that the the, the football team, you know, we're down and injured and quarterbacks are thin. And, you know, here you have a guy that was, you know, in his dorm room like last year. But instead of signing, you know, a quarterback you've worked with for all these years, you stick to the guy that, I mean, I know you had him for a little bit, but, you know, he hasn't touched the football and, you know, God knows how long, and so when he passed on on Cam, that's when I realized I well, think he passed Cam on him is, twice. Is he passed yeah. on him twice, right? He had a chance to to trade for him last offseason. Yeah. He ended up going to New England, but it, it's not like Ron doesn't love his ex Carolina Panthers, right? Like right. he loves the trainer, he loves the front office people, and look right. at all the. I mean, Heineke, former Panther, Kyle mm-hmm. Allen, former Panther, Curtis yep. Samuel, former Panther, yeah. Joey Sly, former mm-hmm. Panther, Corn Elder. I mean. I think I think David Mayo was also a Panther at one point. Like there, there's a right. zillion of them here, and not to mention Marty Marty Herney in the front office too. So, like it's not like Ron couldn't have done this if he really wanted to. I actually, exactly. it's probably the one free agency move that I give him some credit for for not making, because everybody else that he's brought in here. I mean, he traded a fifth rounder for Kyle Allen, who's not even good enough to be the backup quarterback. Think about that. You know, Curtis Samuel, you know, he, he came in, he played, he played, he played in the uh, Atlanta Falcons game, caught a bunch of fourth down passes. Think about that too. But he <laughs> yeah. hasn't been, he hasn't been healthy enough to, to, to play and he's not injured enough to IR him again. It's, right. it's kind of a mess. And then obviously the, the kicker situation, cutting Hopkins for blew it. And then for Sly, at least Sly's got some, you know, experience yeah. and he, he looked fine. I mean, whatever. 
Yeah, well, we got to well. move past all that. But, you know, yeah. Ron had an opportunity to bring Cam in, and he opted not to, and I give him credit for it. If anyone knows the weaknesses in Cam's, you know, in the, his game long-term, it's Ron. Right. Yeah, but it's a different Cam Newton now too. I mean, he's got some he's got some weapons there. Obviously, that Carolina can run the ball, and they are we the 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 WFT is very susceptible to you know screen passes, bubble screens, and things of that nature because the mm-hmm. sometimes depends on you know if the if the cornerbacks and the defensive backs decide they want to tackle and hit, we'll be okay like they did against Tampa, right? Um, with the exception of one bone uh, pass play to uh, to Mike Evans, to, yeah. you know. But if they come out and do that uh, that bubble coverage nonsense like they did against the Packers, we're gonna lose by a hundred points. Like it's gonna be a disaster. So, you know, Carolina can win this game, but they're not that much better than WFT. I don't care what the record says. I mean, I got. I have Carolina, you know, at, in like the what eighteen nineteen on my power rankings this week, which nobody mm-hmm. cares about. I mean, they're they're too far down on the list any, for anyone actually to notice. And I got Washington football yeah. team, you know, they're like in the twenty range. I mean, they're they're somewhat equal. And historically, Washington has played fine against Carolina. I mean, Carolina won last year, uh, twenty to thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, last uh, December. I got to go back and check that, but you know. I don't know. How do you see this game going? I don't want to get too down in the weeds, but because it's not that excited of a game on the national stage, but I think Washington should be able to do many of the things they did against Tampa against Carolina. And if they can run the ball, control the clock, and maybe create one or two turnovers, basically the exact same footprint of the win against Tampa, they should win this game. And then all the advanced mathematical modeling of how we can get into the playoffs will start and everybody will be grasping and, 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 you know, everybody will just be sweating, you know, playoff, 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 and we'll still be four and six. And, and why are we doing that? But um, I, I don't know. What, what's your read on this game? I think Washington can go in there and win. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Well, the thing is, is like Washington winning, you know, this past Sunday, it gives them that edge and that momentum, you know, that was a really good team. And, um, Super they Bowl just defending champions, right, right exactly yeah. and uh you know the fans at the at the stadium we were going crazy uh and and you know you think oh there's going to be a lot of tampa supporters there's actually the opposite a lot of football team supporters but i think that this come this sunday you know carolina started off they they were pretty good they were i think they were three and oh and they were a kind of a hot team and you're right they have a great running game but they also been plagued with injuries so I think this can go either way, but if you like you like you said, if you basically same exact footprint as last game with with Tampa, control the ball, control possession, keep it out of you know Carolina's hands, you know you'll be fine. Not to mention Ron knows um, Cam very well, so he's gonna know exactly you know how to get in his head and what to do. Cam, but that assumes that assumes that Ron's gonna step into the defensive room the defensive coach's room and say hey well, you'd hope so you know that's uh, his team you know del rio a i'm, I'm gonna call this one right like there's yeah. a lot of assumptions there ron doesn't really seem interested in doing that i mean and it's a different offensive playbook at this point and, and until five minutes ago cam wasn't there so i think there's some limit to how much you can scheme against cam but i also don't think you need to i think the players you have to stop are probably robbie anderson and and obviously, uh, you know, Mr. CMC, like those are the guys mm. you're going to have to stop. Like McCaff- if McCaffrey gets McCaffrey, goes, if he goes bananas on you, you're done. Right. And, you know, we're obviously chases, chases out, Montez is out. So, you know, this is, it's something that's been covered like on local radio here in DC. Like there is something to be said about like when you're, when your stud is out or your studs in this case are out, you know, can the team actually play better, like cohesive ball or, or, you know, can they play better as a unit? Because there isn't that one, you know, all-star that's going to just bail you out of everything, right? And it's not like Chase was was having a, an amazing season. And I'm not, I don't want to poo-poo on him and injuries suck. And I'm not, I'm not piling on here. I, but we kind of see this with the Wizards too. And, and you know, the Wizards, when, when Beal isn't playing, the team plays, I mean, they're playing very good D, like defensive basketball when he's out there, which is amazing. And, and coach Wes Unsell definitely deserves a ton of credit for that. But when Beal is not there, you could argue that they're actually playing better because you don't have that stud to bail you out of those tough situations. And with the, with the WFT on defense in particular, I don't know. It's, it's just a little odd that they've, they played their best game of the season against arguably the best offensive unit in the league this past week while missing one and a half of their best players, because Chase obviously missed half the game. Right. So 
I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that factors in. Everyone just has to be more focused on doing their job. You know, Duran and and Ionitis have to be focused about you know clogging the middle, and and Jonathan Allen has to be focused. He has to be the man now, right? And he's and he's certainly capable of doing it. it it's an interesting take, I think, that mm-hmm. you know when you're down one of your 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 super talented players, you know, the next man up, they don't need to fill in. Like you don't you don't have to be Chase. You just have to be the guy that that doesn't let somebody pass him right on a, on a bubble screen. Right. And, and that's the thing is like, if they can keep that going, keep pressure on the quarterback, they'll do fine. That defense can't step up without those key players. Like you mentioned, as long as they do what they did to Tampa, which is apply pressure to the quarterback, you will be, they will be fine. Um, I, I don't see them. I, I honestly don't see Carolina as a threat at all with the passing game. But, but like you said, the running game has to be stopped. If you stop Christian, you'll be fine. And apply pressure, that that team is good to go. They definitely played more as a unit on Sunday, and you can kind of see it because I think Chase, didn't he go down in like the second quarter? or uh, yeah, it, was th- it was like th- early in the third. It was early, early in the third. But, right, yeah, because I, he left and came back in his yeah. like, you know, street clothes. Um, I mean, the, these teams, to your point, these teams are not they're not that dissimilar, right? Like, I'm looking at their season averages. Total yards per game, Carolina is 27th in the league at 320. Washington mm. is at 18th in the league at 345, right? So, advantage Washington. Yeah. Rush yards per game, and this is surprising. Rush yards per game, they're, Carolina's 14th in the league with 116, and, you know, D.C.'s right behind them at 115.4, with, like, literally one behind them, one <laughs> yard less, Right. The, uh, you know, passing yards per game, 204 for Carolina, which is poopy, 28th in the league. Washington's mm-hmm. at 230. Um, mm-hmm. Sacks allowed about, you know, 20 plus for both teams. Third down efficiency, just to show you how equally not impressive these teams are. Mm-hmm. Carolina's at 36% and Washington's at 38%. Uh, and then points per game, both are smack at 20. So, like, this is this is a highly, highly winnable game. The real yeah. difference here is Carolina's defense is they're they're balling out. I mean, they are mm-hmm. ranked. I think they're second overall in yards under under three hundred yards, whereas the the football team's giving up three seventy five plus. I mean, that is the big delta, big big right. delta, right. you know, between the two. And Carolina has the number one passing defense as well. You know, at, you know, giving up under one hundred seventy three yards. So they clearly can play defense. They can't score any points, but they can play defense. So. You know, that's I'm expecting Taylor to struggle a little bit, but it's somewhat a homecoming for him too. All of these Carolina boys are going back. All the, you know, all of the club right. Ron guys that came here from Carolina came to DC from Carolina. They're all going back to Carolina. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe Taylor's gonna have. Maybe he can play a career. You know, at at his best level when it's not Tom Brady <laughs> opposite right. him. You know, maybe maybe because every time he faces Brady, he he. He looks great every time he faces, <laughs> you know, everyone else. He looks a little bit less than great, but right. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's a winnable game, and and I I mean, if if the WFT are able to pull it out, just knowing yeah. how crazy this fan base is in DC, literally the advanced calculus and calculations of how to get into the playoffs <laughs> will begin, and that's all we will hear about next week. Is of course. well, if you. And and that's when the like the dreamers come out right, and they're like, well, if we win four or five to close the season against NFC. Uh, against divisional opponents, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, they've got a zillion games against the NFC, right? If they win, right. if they beat Carolina in a head-to-head this week, and if they beat if they beat Seattle in a head-to-head, those are tiebreakers that matter. They have the tiebreaker against Atlanta. So, yeah, okay, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's too early for the reach, isn't it? Like, this team is still not good yeah. enough to really be doing no. that, in my opinion. But no, it's no, gonna no. happen. No, but you know how the fans here are. Of course, they're going to talk playoffs and uh, yeah, of course, figure out a way to. Yeah, yeah. If they win, if they win, if they win by like more like ten plus on on Sunday, like I'll be the first one in the post game. I'll, I'll be I'll be screaming playoffs. We'll be playing, you know, uh, you know, hail to the football team, and I'll be jumping up and down with my shirt off, you know, like doing the helicopter bit. Like right. I'll be all about it. You know, we'll be four and six, but you know. I don't know. Like LP mentioned something last week. He's like, are they that far off from where you expected them to be at this point in the season? And the answer is no, they're, they're a game, a game and a half behind where most of us realistically had them in the standings and in the win loss total. So they're not that far off. The problem is the games that they've lost have been really bad. And the games, you know, a couple of them, you could argue they were still in the games, but right. I mean, 
But I mean, uh, we can but... all look at and agree. I think that the defense has been like the biggest disappointment. You know, we were so hyped on them, and I was listening to the show. You know, when you did it with the uh, with Steve and Joe, and you guys made your predictions for the season, and you know, we were high on this team, and you know, you guys were saying how in the NFC they're like the second best team in the NFC, and that oh, defense. Yeah. I uh, mean, that, like, that's that going back. Well, did it? No, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> we're not even. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was, but that's that that's what we thought of this defense. Let's be honest; it wasn't the offense that we thought was going to be. Stellar. That's right. It was, no, no it was absolutely, the defense. absolutely. Um, we were also and when you have that many, Patrick, first, and we were expecting right. a healthy Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. Like, there's you have every that many team first has round picks. Uh, yeah, I know, to, I know, yeah. but every team has to deal with injuries. So, like, I don't, I don't do the well if we were healthy, but because everyone, no one's healthy. There's no team right. that is fully healthy at this point in the season. No, no. You know, but, Not but right. I give the NFL some credit too. I mean, the way they've restructured the playoffs, it makes December matter for more teams, even if they have losing records, because mm-hmm. the way the way the the WFT schedule lines up down the stretch here, I mean, like I like I just mentioned, they've got Carolina, Seattle, and then five divisional games. Those are all NFC games against teams that they would either be competing directly with or indirectly with mm-hmm. for a playoff spot. So they could find themselves with seven or eight wins a losing record and be in the playoffs again, just if they have all the tiebreakers. So I, I mean, it's, it, I don't know how they're going to, I don't, I don't see another don't four that. wins on the schedule, but I mean, crazier things have happened. Who, who knows if, if they can get through Carolina, then like I said, it'll be, you know, it'll be, uh, you know, pants down and celebrating all, all through DC. Cause it is going to be, it's going to be a different four. It'll be the, it'll be the happiest four and six fan base uh, right. on, on in the history of the league. Right. At that point. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, yeah. And you know, what's funny, you know, as long as, I always look at Cowboy games as a toss-up between these two teams. It doesn't matter who's the best between them. They're always toss-up games to me. So I'm not saying they can beat the Cowboys, but if by a miracle they beat them twice, who knows? You know, like maybe. Maybe we'll all take our pants down and then run around D.C. But I think that playoffs, even with this win this week and, and potentially next week, yeah, it's still it's still a bit of a stretch. And yeah, I mean, the Seahawks look like poo, right? I mean, that's, that's no, that, yeah, they're they've only won they don't three look games. Good. Russ yeah, doesn't not. look good. You know, DK no. DK is a is a beast, but oh, he's a diva to throw too. Him the ball, they can't yeah. run the ball. They can't play defense either. So again, we'll see what yeah, happens this week, and then we can talk about you know whatever happens after that. But I I do I mean, look, neither of these teams is going to crack the top five or the or the low <laughs> five for that matter. Win or lose. Right. I think WFT stays outside of the bottom five, bottom six. Uh, right. Same with Carolina. I mean, I, I've got my my bottom five, and, and this shouldn't surprise anybody. It really hasn't changed mm. much. The Lions, the Texans, the Jags, the Jets, the Dolphins, and then the bubble team is the Bears. Win or right. lose, the Dolphins – sorry, win or lose, the uh, the Panthers and the and the football team, like they're, they're comfortably in the low 20s you know, at, at best or worst, like they're, they're not one of these five or six teams that just really have, I mean, just, just, an, I mean, the Texans based on record, the lions are the worst team, right? I mean, Oh, eight and one is as disappointing and embarrassing yeah. as you can, you can be for, you know, and they've started Oh, and eight or Oh, and nine, like I think four times in the last like seven <laughs> years or something. I mean, it's just bad yeah. all around, just yeah. bad, 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 yeah. but the Texans are paying an elite quarterback talent right now his full freight to sit at home after trading an elite wide receiver to the cardinals after right. trading an elite defensive end or or basically releasing you know an elite defensive end and and they i just don't like they are from a front office perspective in a probably in the worst position in the league right now yeah, yeah. and it's not going to get any better anytime soon and by the way you know, Deshaun's going to be owed almost forty million next season. I mean, I don't know how you can just let him sit at home for this long. But uh, right. anyway, that that's my bottom five: Lions, Texans, Jags, Jets, Dolphins, and then the Bears on the bubble. Is your list any different than mine? Uh, no, you have them in that order. My order is a little bit different, but yeah, that's that's basically it. But the Lions, like, I feel bad for them because they've lost some, you know, some heartbreakers. You know, um, that one game, you know, against uh, the Ravens. You know. And when uh what's his name he made that 63 yard field goal or whatever broke records and they've lost a few that they could have won uh to me I, I have them as the worst team in the league and then right you know right above them i have the jets 
again, just another just terrible team that just can't get, just can't seem to win ever or get it right. With a new head coach, new quarterback, they're still pretty much garbage. Um, and then, you know, the biggest surprise to me on this list is the the Texans. But like, like you mentioned, I feel like they they should just they're they're in like in a rebuilding stage right now. So get rid of everybody, get rid of that quarterback with all that heat that you know comes from him, um, and just start new. Like I. I Unless he plays, unless he plays, keep him. But well, if he's, he's not able gonna to play, play and that's the part I don't understand. So, he is, yeah, he is so why available is he to play. Why know, is and this is where the league always kind of they can't get out of their own way, right? Like they rushed a couple, you know, what five, six, seven years ago, they rushed to suspend Ray Rice. Yeah, on allegations, right? And yes, mm. there was tapes and blah blah blah. I understand, but here they do nothing, and it's because there's like a wink and a gun agreement that Deshaun's not going to play, but we're not going to suspend him. But we're gonna pay him, and we're just gonna see what we're just. It's, just, it's like a three-way stare-off, and nobody really knows what's gonna happen next, right? Right. And then when there's talk about trading him, well, who's gonna trade for a guy who might be suspended or frankly out of the league, or even worse, well, maybe I mean, in jail? There's a few. There's a few you teams can't. interested. There's sure. A I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone rumored the Dolphins, but it was leaked that the Dolphins rumored the Dolphins just to see if there was anybody <laughs> else that was willing to to step up to trade for Tua, who is pretty smart, disappointing, right? In his own yeah. in his own right. So. Yeah, I mean the Texans are, are are in a bit of a mess. The Lions, you could, I mean, the Lions have some nice pieces on offense. They do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they have some serviceable pieces on defense. I mean, their, their roster is built better than the Texans. It's you could argue it's definitely it's equal to the Jags, maybe better than the Jets as well. But it's disappointing. I mean, Jared Goff is not. He can't be it that bad to go o fifteen and one. He he isn't that bad. I, I no, just, I it, disagree. I think he's that bad. I just think that we, we take McVeigh for granted. Of, of well, we did. How... We we literally did because we let him walk out the door for nothing. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah, we we literally took him for granted. Yes. Right. But what I'm saying is, he did a lot for that quarterback. You know, just pre-snap stuff. Well, he's doing that... a lot. You're right. And and Stafford <clears throat> wasn't much better with the with the Lions for the majority of his career. Right. He owns he owns three of those zero and eight, zero and nine starts himself, but. You know, look at the Rams now, right? And, and yeah. at seven and what, seven and three or seven and four, whatever it is. I mean, they are, they they look they look fine, even though they played terribly on Monday night. I've got them. So here, uh, let, let's switch to the top five. They let, lost let's go two top in a row. Five. I'm gonna go uh, yeah. Rams at five for me. I, I know I've been talking about Stafford. I, I think they will figure it out, and I think ultimately they will be they will be fine, and they will make the playoffs comfortably. Uh, McVay is too good of a coach. Stafford is too good of a quarterback. That defense is way too talented on the line and in the secondary to continue yeah. to struggle the way they have on and off or earlier or in early parts or in spurts this season. So I got the Rams at five. I got the Cowboys at four. I'm a believer. It pains me to say it, but that's a good unit offensively. It's a it's a good unit defensively. The right. coach, you know, McCarthy seems to be willing to you know put his hand just cross his hands and let the team figure it out at times which i think to his credit he he hasn't done in the past so mm-hmm. i mean and they've got a they've got a okay-ish from a difficulty perspective schedule the eagles have the easiest schedule the rest of the way the cowboys i think are third or fourth easiest the rest of the way based on win current win percentage right so i, I like the cowboys and i think they're going to be comfortably in the in the nfc you know, not just in the playoff mix. I think they're going to lock up the East pretty quickly, but I, I think they're good for one win, maybe two wins in the um, in, in the playoffs as well, just how they're currently constructed, assuming they stay healthy and Zeke can, can you know, find his legs or, or, or keep his legs, I should say. Yeah. I got the Cardinals at three. I think they play okay. they play solid team defense. They're even without their, you know, starting stud receiver and super stud quarterback. <sighs> They can right. still get it done. They can run the ball. They can obviously they can d they can d up anybody, and you know I mean I see them as the third personally. I see them at three. Mm-hmm. The Titans, and this is the shock for me. The Titans, I saw the wheels coming off, or I, I anticipated the wheels coming off with, um, you know, with with King Henry going down. But man, they 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 can't really run the ball. I mean, between right. the, the backup and the backups backup and the, the other <laughs> randos on the roster, they can't really run the ball anymore. But right. If I mean Tannehill, Tannehill seems perfectly confident just standing back there and passing the ball when necessary, and the defense looks solid too. So, you know, based on record, if nothing else, I mean the Titans, the the only the only uh, AFC team in my top um, in my top five, and then the Packers at number one. 
uh, with or without COVID, Aaron Rodgers mm. is the he is the man, right? So right. you can't cancel him. I think we he he's on the uncancelables list. Him and Chappelle and maybe Dave Portnoy, like these guys, just they're oh, they're too yeah. big to fail. Right, and he he's just too good, man. He he is just way too good. And and mm. like I I would imagine his balls got even larger after watching his potential understudy and long term <laughs> replacement just yeah. bomb out so terribly yeah he if there was well. any thought that aaron Rodgers could be replaced by the guy who's been sitting behind him for a couple seasons let that's, those thoughts be gone. put into the ground permanently yeah. like no, bury them and forget that forget where you just unmarked a grave don't ever think about returning to this uh this idea right he's aaron Rodgers for a reason right so that that's mm. my top five rams cowboys cardinals titans pack um, and then on the bubble, I got the Bills. I, I'm still a oh, believer okay. in the Bills, but they got to string together some some. Uh, they got to they got to show a little bit more consistency for me to hmm. to, to jump into the top five. But is well, your top five different than mine? Yeah, it's a little different. But that's actually what I was going to ask you: is where are the Bills on your list? And I'm glad you have them on the bubble. But um, my top five, I got number one are the Cardinals. Um, everything you said. And that, you know, the quarter that quarterback Kyler is coming up. What he's going to start this Sunday, so he's coming back. So I think that team is has just been playing incredibly well. Um, it seems like teams just don't have an, a real answer for them, um, even when they have you know their their stars out. So they I think they're playing incredibly well. And then I have the Titans next. I, I I like their defense a lot, and you know even with Henry out, like. Yeah, I, they're still gonna. I feel like they're still a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, then I got the Bills, who their offense to me has been playing really well. And yeah, they just got dumped um, on by the Jags. We talk about really well. It's like two weeks ago. And yes, but everyone has those games. The same thing with Tampa Bay. They, you know, you think that their offense isn't good because they just oh the WFT the WFT is not the Jaguars. Okay, Sorry. well the Jaguars, I will even say are little better than we think they are again they've lost some some close games but that defense too for the bills don't forget that that's a great defense um and i i mean if if you if we're putting money i i think bills go to the super bowl this year um though i have them uh, you know third but uh we're talking right now anyways i have the packers for four and Cowboys at five. You're just disrespecting Aaron Rodgers like that. I can't. Why are they so low? They, all they do is win. Literally, all they do. Did is you win. not? Did you not watch this game? This this last? Did you not see any of the game this past Sunday? I mean, I did. When they I could did. not score until the end, and that was just a horrible. Like I was watching it on Red Zone, and I was like, "Please don't show this game anymore." It was right, terrible. He had COVID. Whatever. He had, uh, okay. the, he had the Wuhan. He had COVID. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's just I, I'm not I'm not a, the biggest believer in the pa the Packers. They, they they seem like they go as far as as they'll go every single year, which is what they'll make the NFC Championship game. No, don't don't or don't get close say, and don't lose. say it like that, as if it's like it's an embarrassment so when, that they're just good every year. Oh, you know they'll just get to the they'll just get to the playoffs and maybe win a game, maybe two, and then they'll they'll lose. Same thing well, with come the Cowboys. On, I, we would kill for that in DC. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, of course. We're three and six wouldn't? and hoping to be four and six so we can do playoff math. Okay, but what I'm saying is, like, there's a reason why, uh, what's his name? Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Packers. It's not like it's not like he's the only answer there. Like, yes, he's great, and he's got, like, one great receiver. Um, and the running game is, is decent, uh, good, I guess. But that defense still is not that great. This is great. the best running game he's had it. In, in Green Bay that I can for as long as I can remember. Okay, but to me it still needs improving. But you I mean it's good. All yeah, I'm I saying mean, is there's a reason. But it's coming why at a time when you don't really need to be able to run the ball, right? And exactly. And, and there's yeah, a reason I mean, why he wants out. I think you're disrespecting Let's, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers just a little bit. I, I don't think you can I love put the Aaron bills Rodgers. above them right now. I don't think you can. But I mean it's your list. I, I'm not I, listen, I, Allen is my bad list, but it's your list, so it's fine. Allen is my fantasy quarterback, and he's been doing really well for me. <laughs> um, and no, no, no. The the Bills deserve to be up there, definitely. The Packers still, like I said, they're, they're going to go as far as they're going to go, which is probably NFC Championship and lose. And then 
next year, your boy's going to want out again, just like well, he does. I, I every think year. I think they will lose as well, and unless it's a home game, which I don't think it will be. I think the Cardinals have the inside track for the best record in that that buy, just given Ooh. the schedule. But I, I would see I would see Green Bay struggling potentially with with any of the other. Like I said, my, my top five, the only only the Titans, are, you know, are an AFC team. Usually, there's a, right. a, a, you know, a couple in there, but. I mean, the Packers, I could see them struggling on the road against Arizona. I could see them mm. struggling on the road potentially in Dallas and definitely in L.A. against the Rams. I, I mean, those are not mm. – and, and vice versa. I think the only team that can go into Green Bay and probably win in a super cold or, or snowy situation may be the Rams and maybe okay. the Cowboys. I, I don't think the Cardinals could do it. I, I just, what about the Cowboys? Uh, the Cowboys, I think, could. I think they could if Zeke is healthy and they can they can stick to a running game, like a heavy running. I mean, between him and Tony, like they can, they they can run the ball forty times if they really wanted to, and that's a right. that's a monster offensive line unit too. So yeah, it's possible. Yeah, they've gotten it, a lot better. It's possible. It, it, I mean, look, look, this is the beauty of the NFL, right? They they they've got us thinking, you know, four or five weeks down the road already, but we'll see what happens. It's week to week and. Green Bay, as you, to your point, Green Bay looked very pedestrian. Tampa Bay looked very average. Tom Brady looked very mediocre this past week, and it's a week-to-week league. So, yeah. but I mean, that's like you said. You said it best. I remember you saying that there, there, there are some games when you feel like this team should win, and they don't. And that that's that's what happened. Like there's some winnable games that you think aren't winnable at all. Or, you yeah. know, like Jags beating the Bills. Who would have ever thought that? Like last week, you know, <laughs> lost so much money. <laughs> just because, like, it was the craziest week in the NFL, you know? Just random teams winning games that had no, yeah, you know, talk, no business let's talk to, We got to talk to Razzle about the book of bets because we, we took a swoof. <laughs> yeah. It was a blood. No, bad, last bro. week was horrible. Absolute blood breath. Yeah. But just yeah. bad, bad, bad betting yeah. weekend. But let me ask you something. Where are the Chiefs in your... Uh, are they in your top ten? Are no they a way. contender? I, or? Uh, I'll tell you. I got them. I've got them at twelve right now. Ooh. I got them behind. I mean, yeah, because they're they're comfortable behind my my top six. I got them behind the Ravens, behind the Chargers, oh. like behind the Bucks, um, maybe even behind the yeah. Raiders. To be honest, I think I, I don't think they're I don't think they're that good. I just don't. I think. I mean, they the, had they had a good showing though last week, so. Yeah, and yeah, it seemed like they're back. That doesn't but, fix yeah. the the poopiness of that offense right now. There's there's something well, yeah, wrong Patrick, there. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been playing very well. So well, Patrick seems to hate his life too. He seems to be really annoyed with his well, his stupid uh, brother, his, his I mean... wife, and his brother, and he just <laughs> he doesn't seem happy, right? And right. all the cutesy stuff that was he was praised for earlier in his career, it's kind of caught up with him now, right? Like the the yeah. the throw the ball left handed thing is now getting batted down or picked. The 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 scramble no throwaway, it, it's something yeah. just off i don't know how to describe it it just it doesn't pass yeah. the eye test even here when he when they came to dc right that was not a good performance and and the wft had a chance to win that game too so you know yeah. i i don't know something's yeah. off with with the chiefs they'll figure it out they'll figure it out yeah but something's definitely not a hundred percent with them right, right. Now. yeah at least that that's my read on it right now no i i agree with you there's some something's definitely not right well look and... i but twenty, I want to get your thoughts. Have you been watching the Wizards at all? Not not to do a, a quick pivot here, but I, we're coming up on time. I want to talk about the Wizards a little bit. Have you been watching the Wiz at all? The currently um, in first place, Washington Wizards. I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of their games. They've been unbelievably. I mean, just playing so much better defense than they did last year. Um, and you were mentioning uh, Bradley Beal when he's out, and and, St- and Spencer Dimwitty when. You know, stepping up when Bradley Beal's out, and the team is just playing so much better. And I'm a huge fan of of Harold. Like um, Montrez, listen Mont- that that boy that they got to they got to extend him today for for just yeah, just sign him to an extension. You know, I I he won't be a like he's not the guy you're going to build your team around, but he's the guy that you're building your team around. Like the guy you're building your team around wants mm-hmm. Montrez around if yeah. that makes sense like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not going to be the guy but he's going to be one of the guys for of the guy or for the guy right. like he yeah. he has got to be locked up long term and uh you know right now as we're sitting here recording this the Wiz are they're they're what eight nine points down right now against the Hornets 
It's the first meeting with the Hornets in Charlotte. It's like Charlotte week or something here. I don't know. It's like North Carolina week. We've got the, the <laughs> WFT right. traveling there. Wizard there now. Right. You know, but the, the Wizards have been playing. I mean, they're ten and three. They're in sole possession as of right now of first place in the in the Eastern Conference. Right. I I don't remember the last time that you know twelve thirteen games into the season we we said those words and we weren't incredibly disappointed with the start of the season. Right. Like there's right. there's been some mediocre starts, but not a ten and three type start. Right. They're playing team defense, and you know, I mean, KCP is playing some incredible mm-hmm. like defense right now. I mean, this team, yeah. I don't know what you know, Wes has gotten into their ears or, or kind of, I, I don't know how he's reached them, Bradley included. Yeah, yeah. but they're playing team ball. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. when you don't have a second or a third star, which this team doesn't, and that's not a knock to any of the guys on it, because that that lot of players that came over from the Lakers. All of them are playing meaningful minutes right now. All of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, and, and they look good doing it. Well, yeah, they, they're playing they look really, really well. good doing it. I mean, I was not a fan of Kuzma whatsoever, but he's been playing pretty well overall. Um, like, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with how this team has started. Like, who would have thought? You know, ten and three, top of the you know the East. I mean, that that's crazy. I'm, but you know what? It makes me so happy that they're playing that well with this team because. These guys are just hustlers, man. They really, yes. when you watch them play, they want to win. They are like hustling after the ball. They are putting their bodies on the line. Like they are playing some like tough basketball. But I'm glad to see it because I'm sick and tired of these superstar teams, you know, like the, like the Lakers that would have been good 10 years ago with an all star team that they have. And the Lakers stink. I mean, no, and you, and you nailed LeBron's it. You nailed it. Look at look at the. I mean, there there there's nine guys playing meaningful minutes on this team, night in and night out, yeah. right? I mean, Beal is leading the way. I think he's averaging a little over thirty minutes per game. But Gafford, Kuzma, Dimwitty, um, KCP, Danny Advia, Montrez—they're all twenty minutes plus. All of them, and then yeah. you still got like guys like Neto, and uh, there's a, there's a couple other like Neto's. I think like around fifteen or so. But uh, I mean, and we still haven't seen. I mean, there's there's a couple that we want to see more of, right? Like Davis. I don't know why Bertans has fallen out of out of the rotation so sharply, and Rui. Who knows when he's going to be ready to contribute again? But there's like legit like seven, eight, nine guys that on any given night are going to come in and give you meaningful minutes, meaning like fifteen plus minutes. They're they're gonna no one's going to stuff the stat sheet or go double double on you, with the exception of maybe Beal. Gafford's right. been doing it consistently as well. I mean, he, he's right at that ten ten range. You know, and, and like I said, KCP to me is the big surprise. Like right. Kuzma, I, I feel like has found like he's not shooting particularly well, but he's they're, they're they're defending the three really well, and Kuzma has a lot to do with that, especially you know playing that that weird switch forward position. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they just look good. They just look yeah. good. And the nights that Beal is off, you know, I, I, the the others are picking up the slack. Yeah, no, the whole team is has been stepping up, and it just seems like they're just playing much better team ball and. That defense has just, uh, like you said, I don't know what what Wes has said to them, but they've been playing so much better. You know, that I'm just like I'm super impressed with this team, and I'm I mean, excited. And Spencer, and honestly, Spencer, Spencer deserves a ton of credit because he, yeah, he's a guy who, I mean, I don't know what anyone was expecting out of him. And again, like I think tonight, like I'm looking at the box score right now, like they're losing by ten. He hasn't, he scored one point, but. He's playing meaningful minutes, and and I'll I'll go back to the game a couple nights ago that I watched, um, you know, against the the the, the Pelicans. Spencer led the comeback. They were lo- they had no business winning that game. No Bradley Beal. They you know, and and again, this is what we we mentioned before. Sometimes when your studs out, yeah, it it gives an opportunity for the other players to be a little bit more of themselves and not not kind of cater to the to the stud. I mean, of course, you want you if you have. Bradley Beal, he's going to be able to bail you out of certain situations, right? But sometimes you don't want to, you shouldn't have to be bailed out. You should just play better team ball. And sometimes when you're down a when you're down a stud or two, that that's what's going to happen. But Spencer's been Spencer's been playing great, man. And honestly, and I got I got to tell you, like you and I, we would talk about uh, a different Spencer pretty regularly. A couple years ago, there's only one other Spencer <laughs> that I really ever cared about. Yeah. Do you know which Spencer I'm talking about? Um. I know who you're talking about. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. He he is a huge person and personality yeah. who was a was uh, regularly featured on an HBO show. Spencer 
Do you remember? Um, Do you remember? I, 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 you're talking about The Rock from Ballers. Yes, that. yes. Yeah. The only other Spencer that week. matters, Spencer Strassmore. <laughs> Strassmore, there you go. <laughs> that show, listen, it started off amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it, it, it kind of fell apart towards the end there. But The Rock will never get enough credit for being awesome in that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Is he... I think, you know, I think that was the last time I, I like set, like, that was like the last time I can think of appointment. I mean, Game of Thrones, yes, that was appointment television as well. You wanted to watch that yeah. live. You didn't want to wait for it. Yeah. Uh, but Ballers, I, I just, that show never got the credit it deserves. It was an amazing cast. The, yeah. you know, it was, it had a bunch of stars in it, including, mm-hmm. um, what's Denzel's kid's name? Um, David. I think, I think it's David, so. David Washington. Yeah, David Washington, like, who's yeah. now like a big time superstar. He was one of the 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 you know the the main cast members of, right. of Ballers on HBO. Right. The Rock yeah. was great. Do you remember his uh, sidekick Joe? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome <laughs> character. Like that show right. was really, really good yeah. for a couple seasons. Yeah. And uh yeah, it just kind of fizzled away. No, I mean I think yeah, I remember when uh, The Rock came on Instagram and saying how they weren't going to renew the show, and everyone was disappointed. But yeah, it got it was really good, and it got weird at the end when he, I think he bought the the Chiefs or something. He bought and, the Chiefs, or he moved yeah. the Raiders, or somebody moved to. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I'm not. It I'm got not weird. Yeah, sure. To be honest, no, but, but it, the HBO HBO hasn't had a show like that. I know. I know people are into like Secession right now, and then there's a bunch like I. Do you, I don't know, like Ballers was a show that I really got into. And and mm-hmm. even now I find myself at times when I just want to like turn my brain off, I will go, mm-hmm. I have a couple of shows that I'll go to. Ballers mm-hmm. is on yep. that short list, but only the first couple of seasons. Right. Um, the League on the, the old FX show, The League, which is a little <laughs> bit more dated now with the player references, but right. that's a show that I will regularly go back to as well. I've seen that show several times all the way through. Because right. it's mindlessly funny with a really strong cast. Did you ever get into the league? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. No, I I used to love that show. I actually don't know why they don't still make that show. Um, it was such a funny, good show. Like, with you know, just a bunch of one-liners. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good, right? It was yeah. it was a really good show, and it and it's uh, you're right. I mean that that the general premise of that show, you could make that again today with yeah. with no problem. I mean, it's it's guys living out our lives, right? We all play fantasy football. It's like, you know, you, it's like seeing you yourself up there on TV. Or yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, you're right. I mean, every group, every fantasy league has like the guy who takes it too seriously, exactly. and right. the guy who's never won it, and the right. guy who doesn't take it seriously at all but has won it. Right. I, I mean, I don't know that 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 show for me is is it's kind of in that it's almost in the one seed. It's not my mm. one seed though. I'll tell you, my one, Ooh. my actual one seed for mindless, like just watch background music. It used to be The Office, but it's another HBO show that mm. I've recently rediscovered, and I can't stop watching. I'll give you, I'll give I you think, one guess. I think I know. You uh, gotta know because my my favorite character of any show of all time is in the show. Okay, I'm gonna say Entourage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, and who's who's my guy? <laughs> who's my who's the guy that you think I would be obsessed with? Um. God, uh, you know, I watched the show a long time ago. The the guy's brother. Um, no, not drama. Who? Get out of here. No, I mean drama is oh, a really good Ari, character. Ari, Ari, oh, Ari, 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 Ari deserves Ari, a spinoff. Sorry, you're right. You are Ari, actually. I can see you. You know what? I, He's you know, my spirit animal, Ari. dude. I love Ari. You I love what? Ari. You know? Have you ever noticed Ari? Never. He always has a cell phone in his hands. Two. He never. Yes, two of them. He never puts his cell phone in his pocket. And as he's like talking to somebody or walking in the hallways, yelling at somebody, he's texting away. I swear that's you. I've seen you do it. <laughs> um, but no, Ari yeah, is an right. underrated character in an unbelievable show. Now that yeah, that yeah. show you probably couldn't make again because of the no. way. I mean, there was a oh, lot it canceled of... immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the the blue checks would would come. The Twitter would would shut it down so quickly, yeah. um, and it know, didn't end very well either. The movie was kind of poopy, but yeah, the middle couple seasons, like peak Ari Gold, peak you know Jeremy Piven, yeah, uh, just an amazing character, amazing writing, Amer- like it's timeless. Honestly, you you can start, you can just pick any random episode in season two, three, or four. Yeah. And sit down and just, you know, I'm going to watch one or two until I fall asleep and end up watching like 
10 because it's so well written. It's so well written. It is. And it's like you said, and it's like mindless, but you know what? I, at towards the end of the show, I started to hate the show because I found myself getting super jealous of how they were living their lives. And I was like, Oh yeah. I yeah. Just, just scramble the jet, baby. We're, we're flying to the East. Yeah. Coast. I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, was I, like, I would imagine I that gets really that. <laughs> aggravating after a while. Yeah. Just imagine just on a random Wednesday, they're just out, you know, eating at a restaurant hanging out and then they're just gonna hop on the jet and go i mean if hbo if hbo i mean you could theoretically bring i i know so there's the victory the podcast that i listen to Mm -hmm. from time to time and and apparently like adrian grenier the the guy who played vince really doesn't have an interest in continuing or doing the show ever again but i I mean you could spin off a johnny drama show you could definitely spin off an ari gold show for sure yeah you know i mean let's be honest that's one of those shows like I'm looking around like people right now everyone's going crazy over Yellowstone okay there's some people that love Dexter and like new Dexter okay there's people that are you know obsessing over like Squid Game which uh, sorry like I'm not one of those people have you Um, seen it I don't know like I mean is there any show that you're obsessively watching like Ted Lasso cracks that list for me just because yeah it's something I can watch with the wife and and it's it's just it makes you feel better yeah, it's a lighthearted, nice, just easygoing show. I'm sick of all these dramas and super like emotional shows that you everything's super, you know, extreme. So what what are you shows. watching? What are you watching these days? So I actually did watch Squid Games. Ah. Um which you know what I'm with you. I wasn't a huge fan of. Um just because you know, if it, I'm gonna watch a show, I wanna watch the show. I don't wanna read yeah. the show. Right, right. I'm with you. Um what else oh I, I do know speaking of hbo that curb your enthusiasm is back so i've been watching that talk but... to peter about that i never, yeah, I never got into that oh it's a great show um if you again. like if you like uh if you like seinfeld you you'll like it uh, i mean uh, people are gonna people the i can feel the cancel the cancel brigade coming i don't care for seinfeld <laughs> uh i don't know if that's I, okay I, I just never You're... got into the show about nothing just didn't do it for me yeah, well, you like Friends, so I did like Friends. S- same, I did same like kind of, which is why I think I'm drawn to shows about Friends. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, Ball is not like Friends, but mm. Entourage is kind of like Friends, you know. And yeah, it, it's just like it's guy friends basically that yeah. just rag on each other. The league is f- friendship show, right? It's just friendship show, right? I wonder if there's uh, something more psychologically uh, profound in that uh, obsession over Friends shows. Who knows? Maybe that that's a little interesting. Not to get super super deep here, but I don't mm. know. Th- those are kind of the, those. I mean, if you haven't, when was the last time you sat down and watched an episode of Entourage? Oof, I've only seen the, like I've only seen the whole show one time. Um, do probably me a with the do me movie. a favor, just find any episode in season like four or five, yeah, and just sit down and watch. Just just watch Ari Gold and and Lloyd. Just go back and forth. At it. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah, no, exactly. I, exactly. I, Super underrated no, character. But Ari Gold deserves his own show. That's for damn sure. Like Jeremy Pym just needs his own show. Yes. He's doing that. Yes. But Sign I think he's up. canceled. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. He's yes. canceled. Okay. Anyway, 20, I want to put a bow on the show. Any final thoughts? Any uh any interesting plans? Any any must watch events in your book? Any UFC stuff or WWE stuff that you're tracking right now of, of interest? Uh, nothing, nothing I could think of right now. Um, as far as boxing or just, yeah, look out for Canelo. He's been just killing everybody. Um, but yeah, no, just nothing, nothing really. Well, I appreciate you making time and coming on the show. I always, uh, I always prefer to talk to somebody than talk to myself. So thank you for making time, carving out an no. hour to join me. I appreciate it. No, this was it. fun. This uh, was fun. You you know you you know a lot about what's going on and yeah, baby, the show's listen, been listen, listen, amazing. I, I know I know it's just a little dinky podcast, but those that have found it have the the feedback has has been really positive and it's humbling yeah. and it's amazing. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll speak for everyone, for the rotating cast of characters on the show, for Stevie, for LP, for 20, for FP, for Tony, 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 and obviously for myself, like we, uh, and Razzle, of course, and Matt the Met, like everybody that, that has participated or is, is trying to make this show better 
like we all put a ton of effort into it and, and, and prep as much as we can to, to bring people a show that's fun to listen to. That's not just talk radio or, you know, you know, just hot takes. I mean, we, we try to put some thought into it. So I, I appreciate yeah. the love 20 and I appreciate no. you making time as always. Uh, for those that have just found the show, DTC, Defeating the Curse, search it on any social media platform or podcast platform. You will find us and the show. Thank you for riding with us for this past hour. Let us know your thoughts. And until next time, my name is Joe. His name is 20. This is DTC. We are done. We'll talk soon. We are out.